Hello, this is Nancy Ray, your host for the Rebel Haven podcast, a show designed to inspire, educate, and empower our community of entrepreneurs that think differently. For as in the words of the great and late Steve Jobs, the ones who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that do. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. I have a dream that one day, it's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Rebel Haven Podcast. I am your host, Nancy Ray. And in this episode, I'm going to be laying some of the foundation, sharing a little bit of my backstory so that you can understand what we are all about here and what you can expect in participating in this community. So my story begins as an adorable little Idahoan girl living in Burley, Idaho. I don't know if you know where that is, but it's an adorable little town where they do, yes, grow a lot of potatoes and a lot of sugar beets uh, in Idaho. And I grew up on a farm. My dad actually worked in the medical field, but we had a farm kind of as a hobby to teach us about hard work, to get to do 4-H. So I grew up climbing trees, playing in the ditch, running around, chasing animals, riding sheep. I mean, horses. Okay, to be honest, we did ride sheep sometimes, and we definitely were not supposed to be doing that. But anyways, it was a really great, magical, wonderful childhood up until the age 12. When I was 12, my parents got a divorce and it was pretty tragic, if I'm honest. It was quite traumatizing to me at the time and to my siblings. We moved away from Burley into the city, left the farm, left all of our friends. My mom went back to work full time and it was quite an adjustment. I didn't really know what to do with myself. And that's when I came upon personal development. So I started reading personal development at the age 12 pretty consistently. I was doing affirmations every day. I had a daily declaration I was saying. I was doing mirror work. And I owe a lot of the things that I have done and been able to create in my life to that early exposure to personal development. I'm so, so very grateful that that came across my path. I was kind of a weird kid, as you can imagine, in middle school and high school, Uh, because I believed in law of attraction and I believed in the power of our thoughts and the words that we say. And I saw things differently. I had a different perspective on things and it made it a little tricky to fit in. Sometimes I felt like I was living a double life. And if you're here listening to this, I'm sure you've experienced this at times as well. So I really early on believed that I could do anything that I set my mind to. And I actually began coaching Um, At the age of 16, I became a certified life coach and I started doing intuitive coaching with my mom's friends and just our, you know, warm market circle of uh, people that we knew. And I was charging $100 an hour for my coaching services and I had two to three sessions a week and they just kept on coming. It was really quite awesome. About eight months into that first business, I was pulled into the office at my church by one of the authority figures and told that what I was doing was completely and totally inappropriate, wrong, evil, bad, yucky. I must cease and desist immediately. Um, I also had my father say this to me. I think he wasn't clear on what I was doing um, at the time and wasn't really in my life and wanted to have some sort of, I think, influence as well. So from two major authority figures in my life, I was told 
big old slap on the wrist should not be doing this. So that really freaked me out. I kind of went back into my little turtle shell and began thinking of ways around this new uh, rule that was placed on me. Because I didn't want to do anything that was going against the rules of the church. I loved the church and I wanted to be a good girl. I wanted to go to heaven, right? All the stories. And so I began thinking of ways around this. And I thought, you know what? I just should not be doing intuitive coaching. I should not be claiming any sort of access to spiritual gifts, even though from a very young age, I was able to see and communicate energetically, read people. I mean, they'd been around my whole life, but I was like, all right, that's not good. But what is okay is psychology. So I went off to school and I became a psychology major, but I found it to be kind of archaic. (laughs) Some of the stuff I was learning felt so outdated to me, especially when I saw the work I was doing as a coach as a kid. And I was like, man, as a 16-year-old doing intuitive coaching, I was able to create results that takes two years in talk therapy. Hail to the no. (laughs) I'm not doing this. So I walked away from that and I became a philosophy major. (laughs) And I was like, this is it. This is the answer. This is going to be amazing. Um, And quickly saw after watching my philosophy teacher that it was not going to align with me long-term to stay as a philosophy major. I enjoyed it. I took every philosophy uh, class offered at my first two-year school. So I got an associate's degree at a community college that I played basketball at. And then I went on and played basketball for Carroll College in Montana. So I took all of the philosophy classes I could get my hands on at my community college. It was fantastic. Um, Then I went on, played college ball at another school, uh, ended up becoming a communication major. So that's really big, right? That's what I became, graduated with that degree and knew that I could coach if I avoided anything intuitive or spiritual. If I focused on more Tony Robbins style versus like Abraham Hicks or, you know, um, Louise Hay, if I focused more on you know, psychologically based, scientifically backable shit that I was going to be okay. So that's what I did. And I coached using very tricky to argue with methods, things that I could not get in trouble with at church. And that's what I did. And I launched a business. uh, Well, I had a baby first, launched a business, um, had another baby. And in that time, I was really, I think, trying to figure myself out. I knew that I could manifest and create anything that I put my mind to. I knew that was possible and I knew I could do it in my own unique way, but I didn't feel still totally aligned with my unique genius. I was successful ish. If you define successful, my ability to run my business, make a tiny bit of extra money and mostly handle all of the costs of the business, which was a lot of business education, coaches, mentors, all of that. During this time of trying to figure out what my message really was, I went to work manifesting and creating anything and everything that I wanted. And the way I would do it is I had a really unique solution-oriented approach. Because I truly could believe that I could do anything, I would always find a way. So one of the examples would be after I had my son, um, I had him via C-section, I decided that in seven months from that time, I think it was actually eight months, I was going to do a bikini competition. Now, this was a really big deal for me for a couple of reasons. One, because I'd always been a non-skinny person, a little bit chubbier, thicky, thicker chick that played basketball. And two, because I was breastfeeding a newborn baby. I mean, come on. So I ended up going on to lose 77 pounds 
in that time frame and training and competing and winning fourth place. Now, the really remarkable, badass part of this whole thing was that the actual competition was in May. And in January, I went to hire a coach, a coach that was going to help me get ready for this competition. And I go to this coach and she says, the only way that you're going to be able to do this is if you quit breastfeeding and if you drop your calories to 1400 a day. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, first of all, I believe I can have it all. I believe there's a way to breastfeed my baby, sustain my milk supply, and also lose the weight and also not starve myself. I'm five foot 10, 1400 calories. Are you kidding me? That would power like one of my legs for half of the day. I don't know what she was thinking, but I knew and I truly believed that there was another way. And because I believed that I was able to see and find solutions that I don't think a lot of other people would be able to see. In the work that I do and in our Rebel Haven community, we have a lot of people who see things differently. They're very innovative in whatever their field of interest. And because of that, they are our future leaders. It's hard though. Being a rebel, being a revolutionary, seeing things differently is not very popular typically. Society, status quo, actually resists change for decent reasons, right? I mean, it's not completely out, out, outside of normal thought to be concerned about just changing up the system on a whim. So there's a reason why sometimes change takes time. And there's a reason why people resist it on the outset. My hope, my prayer, my purpose and intention with this community that we're creating is that there's a home base for people who see things differently, that want to do things differently, to come together, to find community and inspiration. I've spent a lot of years as an entrepreneur out there treading water by myself, afraid, and about a year and a half ago, I decided that I was done hiding, that I was done playing it safe with psychology and not owning my intuitive gifts, psychic gifts, whatever you want to call it, my own unique genius and my ability to read people, understand people, see what they need. And I was finally willing to own it 100%, not just a little bit, not just around, you know, a few safe friends or with my epic one-on-one clients, but just really own it in general, energetically accept and own that I have a unique genius and a new unique offering for the planet. The truest spirit of the rebel, the first law of rebellion is to trust in your own inner voice above anything and everything else, no matter what the consequence. And that is truly what is required to be here. I know that if you're here, you are a person that is willing to do whatever it takes. You are a warrior and you have a vision. You are on a mission and you are going to see it through. And I'm honored that you're here to partake. And I'm excited to have shared a little sneak peeks of my story. I'm sure you're going to get to hear a lot more as we go through this. And with that being said, I want you to know that whatever your vision is, whatever it is that you are dreaming of, it is yes, absolutely possible. <laughs>